0: If we haven't met, I'm Anna Eldridge. Um, My family and I have been at Grace City for, always dated by my son's age, um, because his first Sunday in church, I gave him to Miss Jane in the nursery. Um, (laughs) So, 11 years. Um, And I have three boys. I am a nurse by trade um, in pediatrics, and specifically pediatric special needs. And um, anyway, we love this church, and I was excited when Meredith asked me if I would teach tonight. Um, so <clears throat> um, so we are going to be in Galatians 2, and I'm going to piggyback off of what Macy said. So those of us that are teaching, like we shared notes, but Honestly, I didn't really look at their notes very much. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, it's, it was neat listening to Macy's to see how God is weaving it all together um, to build on each other. But in Galatians 2, um, we're going to be in 16 through 21. Know that a man is not justified by observing the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So, we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus, that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by observing the law. Because by observing the law, no one will be justified. If, while we seek to be justified in Christ, it becomes evident that we ourselves are sinners, does that mean that Christ promotes sin? Absolutely not. If I rebuild what I destroyed, I prove that I am a lawbreaker. For through the law, I died to the law so that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if by righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. Father, thank you for your word, and thank you for the truth in it. Father, as we are learning tonight, just show us what you want us to know and show us what you want us to do with it. It's in your name we pray. Um, So these verses um, are in the middle of Paul telling about when he confronted Peter. So like Macy said, Peter had already been, um, you know, he does teach on kind of the same topic um, that Paul's teaching about here, but Peter... um, you know, he was with Jesus, he um, learned from him, and then in Acts 10, it tells about God giving Peter a vision. Um, it's a really neat story, and God speaks to Peter in a way that is very specific to him, Then um, Peter knows that it's for him, and he shows him how the cross removed the need for the Old Testament law. And Peter responded to this vision, he understood it, and he began preaching to the Gentiles and um, eating with them, which was a big deal under um, the Old Testament law because Jews had so many dietary rules that they, to prevent any opportunity to break the law, they didn't even eat with non-Jews. And so when he began eating with Gentiles, like that was a big deal, but it showed the Gentiles that he understood that salvation was for them as well um but the judaizers like macy talked about which were probably pretty intimidating people um saw that and found out that peter was doing this and that he they began to put pressure on him and he caved under the pressure and he pulled back he quit eating with the jews and um so paul confronted him and it says that earlier in the chapter it says you know i confronted him in front of everyone because Paul knew that this was a gospel matter. He knew that this was a big deal. Um, Side note, this is not what we were talking about tonight, but I hope we all have friends that will confront us when we um, do something that is like a big deal, that goes against the truth of the gospel. You know, when something's a gospel matter and they see us going away from that in our life, that they'll say, hey, this is a big deal, you know, you are going against what you know to be true. Um, I think it's, you know, a good example to us of what friendship and confrontation in the church should look like out of love. Anyway, that's an aside. So these verses that we're talking about tonight are part of Paul's explanation about why the gospel is enough. Um, Kind of like Macy mentioned, I think we get a lot of um, messages about what we think, you know, the gospel should be, or what a Christian should be, um, maybe you, um, I'm sorry, tangled up in my cord, um, maybe you grew up in the South, um, and you were told, you know, Christians don't cuss, and they don't drink, um, you know, if you're Baptist, maybe they don't dance, (laughs) um, (laughs) you know, Christians, Christians have their quiet time, and, um, here's one that I've that I myself struggle with sometimes, you know, Christians teach their children to obey. And, um, you know, if you teach your children to obey, then they should obey the first time. And um, I don't know about y'all, but I got one that if you tell him, like, this is what we're not going to do, that's the first thing he's going to do. He almost never obeys me the first time, (laughs) and I am so thankful that my salvation does not depend on his behavior (laughs) in church, out of church, you know, the ball field, wherever. Um, But, you know, sometimes I think, like, good grief, I should be able to get this kid in line, right? Um, But, you know, we, I think we get those kind of messages from society, and You know, all those things are kind of silly, but there's some other real hard things that I think sometimes we see and think, well, you know, if somebody really, if they really loved God, if they were really a Christian, maybe they wouldn't struggle with that. Maybe they wouldn't struggle with addiction. Maybe they wouldn't, um, have so much anxiety. Maybe they wouldn't struggle with severe mental illness if they were a Christian. Um, you know, how can a Christian find themselves, you know, in, in infidelity or getting a divorce, um. You know, we, I think we can have the tendency to put those standards out there that God doesn't put there. And so we need to be reminded about the truth of Galatians to keep us from adding anything to the gospel because we don't want to dilute the um, gospel of grace. Um, You know, and there's kind of two sides to this that I address that you could, we either like, add a standard that God doesn't add and that makes us a hypocrite, or um, we are trying to do something to make ourselves more favorable to God. And there's not anything that we can do to make ourselves more favorable to God. Um, The gospel is Jesus. Jesus plus nothing is what um, gives us salvation and what unites us as Christians, despite all of our differences. So that's what we're going to kind of talk about we're going to kind of be re-gospeled tonight um because galatians says salvation comes by grace alone through faith alone in christ alone jesus plus nothing else that's the gospel so there are two themes in this section and the first one is the doctrine of justification so in verse 16 it says yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, because by works of the law, no one will be justified. So justification um, is a declaration. And we come to salvation, like I said, through grace, by faith in Christ. Through that faith, that justification, we are made right with God. The righteousness of God is imputed to us instantly. Like, we are just declared righteous without doing anything. We just simply have faith in Jesus Christ, and that righteousness is given to us. That is the doctrine of righteousness. And that is the beauty of the gospel. It's not how we live, how we serve, what we do, what we accomplish, what our family looks like. It is simply by faith in, in God and, that, and by God's grace that he allows us to have it. In 2 Corinthians um, 5.21, it said, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. He made him Jesus, who knew no sin to be sin for us, so that we can have the righteousness of God. Like we don't do anything to get it. It's because of Jesus. And that's just amazing. That's just amazing, beautiful thing that um, we are given this gift simply by faith and that's the other theme in this section Um, we are made right with God we are given that justification by our faith in Jesus and um, that's also how we live that's also how we should live is by that faith in Jesus it's the only way to live before God our faith should be central to our life it enables us to live out our salvation (coughs) In, um, let's see, in um, 16 and 17, what's talking about being justified by faith in Christ, not by observing the law, because by observing the law, no one will be justified. Um, We have a sin problem. We are helplessly unable to fix it. Um, Jesus was the only perfect person who could ever have earned his justification but we can't we are helplessly unable to fix our sin problem and it's God's grace and kindness that we don't have to no human being will ever be able to be justified by anything they do but we can live by faith every moment of every day living in faith and running our faith running towards Jesus. Um, That's, you know, the goodness of God. That song that we talked about earlier, like we live by faith. In verse 20, I love verse 20. Um, It says, I am crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That, you know, that's just, um, that should be our whole life as a Christian, this verse. This is the abundant life that Jesus gives right here in this verse. And this verse tells us that we should die to sin. That we put our sin on the cross, all of it, and we die to it, we die to ourselves, we die to our wants, our um, desire to measure up, we die to all of that and we put it on the cross and it is covered with the blood of Jesus. And that changes our life. And it has this verse and um, being able to put our lives, um, dying to ourselves, that should have present and ongoing implications for our life. And faith is the key to living that out, to trust in Christ to live in us. You know, maybe the Christian life isn't about us living for Christ, but Christ living for us, in us, and through us, and transforming us. And that's what he wants to do. He wants to live in us. You know, I think most of you here tonight, I mean, I think I've seen most of you around church, and um, so we are probably all Christians here tonight, but if you are not sure about your salvation or you feel like you have been striving to earn it and fretting and um, trying to measure up, just let the truth and the simplicity and the freedom of the gospel just wash over you tonight. I mean, I think sometimes we all need this reminder that the gospel is enough, that it is Jesus plus nothing else, nothing. God sent his perfect and sinless son to earth to die on the cross for us, horrible, sin, sinful, flawed people, so that we can receive the free gift of salvation. And on the cross, he took the weight of all of our sins and shames and wrongs on himself so that we can be given the righteousness of God and through God's ultimate grace and our faith in Jesus we are given right standing with God the righteousness of God and all we have to do to receive it is have faith that's the gospel Jesus plus nothing else there is so much grace and freedom in that that is the abundant life in Christ that we all want Salvation comes by faith in Jesus. Jesus plus nothing else. I want to um, read you Galatians 2 20 from, and 21 from the message. I just liked how it said as I finish up tonight. It says, It is no longer important that I appear righteous before you or have your good opinion. And I am no longer driven to impress God. Christ lives in me. The life you see me living is not mine. It is lived by faith in God who loved me and gave himself for me. I am not going to go back on that. If a living relationship with God could come by rule keeping, then Christ died unnecessarily. Father, thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for us. Thank you for the gospel. Thank you that you have given us the right standing with you. You've given us your righteousness simply by our faith in Jesus. Thank you that you provide us abundant life through that faith in Jesus. Lord, we want you to produce Christ more and more in us. We want to live, we want Christ to live through us every day every moment of our lives thank you for our thank you for coming here with us tonight write your word on our hearts and minds it's in your name we pray